check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to uh, can we say it? Is it is it is it bold to say that the NHL offseason has begun? No, it's not bold. You uh, can't do that. You can't do that. You can't do that yet. Okay. All right. You know, I will respect Curtis and not say Remember, congratulations. It's always the first team to lose on home ice. Congratulations. You would drop the game, then you're in trouble. Congratulations. Uh, maybe coming. I don't know. Maybe next week's episode, we'll have a Stanley Cup champion. We'll we see. Might. We might. We might. <laughs> we actually really might. Uh, welcome to Five for Talking, a podcast that is apparently two thirds uh, standing the Tampa Bay Lightning and one third proudly holding on to hope for the Montreal Canadiens. I decided uh, to take a neutral role in the middle of all this. Oh, I'm neutral He's- all the way. He says this with his name is Bolton Six. I'm just saying what my prediction was. <laughs> this is very true. Uh, I won your host. My name is Lippy Hockey. Uh, I stand the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, I am joined here by my other Stan, uh, John, Mr. So that Solar Bear fan. And kicking it down in Texas, we got Mr. Heat Ain't Nothing. Curtis CLC Hockey 91. <laughs> Did you say heat ain't nothing? <laughs> heat ain't nothing, man. I saw the TikTok you made today saying like uh-huh. 110 degrees. That's a Wednesday for us. It's just a wet Wednesday. What are you talking about? Wait, Stop Tuesday, it, so it goes. So, uh, yeah, the we are in the Stanley Cup finals since last we spoke. Uh, we are recording this after game two of the finals in which the Tampa Bay Lightning won 3-1. After winning the first game, was it 4-1 or 5-1? I forget. I thought it was 5-1. 5-1. So the Lightning head into Montreal with a 2 to nothing lead in the series. Uh, what have your thoughts been on the series so far, guys? <clears throat> you want me to go first or you want to go first, Curtis? I don't think there's any other way to put it. It's Big V's show to lose. I think after two games, that's been the story. I think Tampa played a pretty decent game one. Mm-hmm. Um, without Big V, they get throttled tonight. Oh, without a doubt. I agree. Oh, there's your st- I, we we talked about it coming into the series. We thought you know whoever's going to win had to have the best goaltender. They kind of washed on the offense. They kind of washed on the defense. And I think it's proving everybody that what everybody said was the goaltenders are going to be the key to the, the entire series. That's what we're seeing. Um, I personally kind of agree with Curtis. I, I know I probably talked about it last week um, that Carey Price would have to win the Montreal Canadiens this series, and he is not playing to win this series right now. That first goal of the game, that's that's a goal you can't let in. That's like a Tristan Jari type goal, for Christ's sakes. That, that's a terrible goal. And then even Vasilevsky right after, he adjusted afterwards, but Carey Price did not. That mm-hmm. first goal for the Canadians was absolutely god awful, just the same as the first goal for the Lightning. But if Carey Price can't find his game and be able to shut down Tampa in four out of what the next five six game, five games, mm-hmm. it's over. That third goal was atrocious. Oh, that was that was P, that was beer league hockey right there, and it's fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's. Uh, I'm basically watching this 
Because first off, let's just admit it. Montreal dominated tonight's game and they lost 3-1. Vassy played. Vassy played amazing. It's crazy to me that Vassy has given up two goals in this series, and both have been like just atrociously bad goals. The goal he gave up in game one literally went off two of his own players and deflected in, and then tonight's goal was just a crappy, crappy goal through his five hole where he thought Corey Perry was going to do something with it. But basically, what's been interesting watching these playoffs and kind of following the lightning through all this. Their style of hockey seems to be going to their opponent and be like, what type of game would you like to play tonight? Mm -hmm. All right, cool. We're still going to beat you that way. Like, it's just, they, it's crazy. It's crazy how they win games. They, there's not like one way they go out there and win the game. They literally go out there and play their opponent. And if their opponent's doing a heavy forecheck, getting all the shots, like, all right, we're going to defend you guys. And then we'll get our shots going the other way. They literally played Islanders hockey. They had what? eight shots through the second period or something like that. Yep. It was bad. Like it was, th- they were still in the single digits with like maybe five minutes left in the second, I think. Mm-hmm. And then the pride of uh, Plano, Texas comes flying. First off, Barkley Goudreau, shout out to him for giving an amazing pass, but Blake Coleman gets the highlight real goal. I mean, I think that's probably when the game is over. Montreal absolutely dominates the second period, and then Tampa Bay scores with less than half a second left on a highlight real goal. It, Terrible. I, I don't know what you expect out of Carey Price on that one. That's one I will actually let him, you know, that oh, yeah. should have went in no matter what. Like, that's just a lucky goal. But the first and third goal, and and, my, and Montreal fans are going to hate to hear this because I know they're all on Carey Price's bandwagon right now, but if he loses this series, I want to see how quickly the city turns on him. Mm-hmm. Especially after tonight's game. But uh, so you, game three. Sorry, go ahead. Blame two of the three goals, though, on Carey Price tonight? I don't think you do. I The first one's I don't, definitely I don't think on Carey him. Price is the reason the Montreal Canadiens lost tonight. Well, I'm not saying that he's the exact reason, but we've all said that if Carey Price didn't stand on his head, this is what's going to happen. And if he's not on his A game like he is tonight, they're going to lose. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think I think the first goal, you're absolutely correct. He needs to stop that. But the two and three, I mean, two is just a lucky Blake Coleman dive and holy cow in the third goal. I mean, what the heck are they doing behind the net there? It, I mean... I mean, I don't think I blame Carey Price on this so far. I think Montreal is just getting tampered right now. I mean, that's all you can say is Tampa is is choking the life out of them, and Big V is showing why he's the best goaltender in the world right now. Yeah, no, it, I don't think it's a Carey Price issue at all. I don't care who you have back there right now. Yep, yeah, no, that's absolutely fair. Like, yeah, the second goal is a highlight real goal. You're not stopping that. And that third one is – just bad communication. I do not know what Edmondson was doing there. I don't know if maybe like Palat was able to kind of like mimic his voice to sound like Pet P, uh, Petri, 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 is that how you say his name? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that third goal, like I said, that first goal was really soft. There's like Carey Price. Yeah, there was some traffic, but like there wasn't any type of deflections. He literally just, he was very, he was slow to react. And it goes off his blocker and in. Like same thing with Vasilevsky on his first goal tonight. He was just slow to react. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting. It's we're switching back to Montreal, and I was telling John this. What's going to be 
interesting about these next few games is because they play on Friday and then they're off for three days after that. I hate when the NHL does that. You better I, win game three if you're Montreal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing. I think Montreal could win game three. I think that's a very distinct possibility. But then the problem is they're going to gain all that momentum and then they get three mm-hmm. days off. The, the NHL, the last two, and you, Mike could help me on three years ago when it was St. Louis and Boston. But the last two years, we've either had three days off or a back to back. Yeah. In the Stanley Cup final, there was a back to back between, I think it was five and six last year. Yeah. We had a back to back, which is. But that's a little bit of a different situation because they were playing in the bubble. I don't care if they're in the bubble. They could stay an extra day. Mm -hmm. What's an extra day to some of these guys that have been playing 40, you know, all these games in 40 days. I mean, that's fair. And then to have three days off now, like, but not even give them a travel day. It's, it's a game three. And then you have three days off in Montreal. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, it's probably mostly because of the 4th of July holiday. And I just, they might just that's, that's the only reason I can think of, but like don't they don't know. celebrate the fourth of July in Canada. Canada. Yeah, I know. But I mean, listen, if you if it was fourth of July and you're like famous, you're like, hey, let's go out barbecue and everything, you're gonna be like, Oh, wait, hold on, I gotta turn on the hockey game. Like, I don't I think that's probably more of a ratings thing. Like I mean, they just know people you don't are think not they'd get ratings on the fourth of July. I think they'd get ratings on the fourth of July. Most of the people have Monday off. I think people true. turn the TV on in the backyard. Oh, yeah, like I did Maybe. I don't for, know. Maybe uh, I don't for know. game one. I don't know. Uh, it's a... not like they can find it anyway. Yeah, this is, this is true. Yeah, we, we need to talk about this and how ridiculous this Set is. Set it up. Set it up, John. So basically every other major sport gets to be on national TV for their championships. The NFL, the MLB, and the NBA. NBC is a freaking joke, and I'm so glad we're done with our TV deal with them because they put us on NBCSN for the Stanley Cup Finals. There's absolutely no reason why these games shouldn't be on regular NBC. Yeah, it makes zero sense. I, I do not know why we're not on the main channel. Like, I understand the Olympics are coming, but, like, you're putting a playoff game for the NHL on the USA network. So you can have the qualifiers for the Olympics on TV on your main channel. Mm-hmm. It just shows that NBC really doesn't probably care anymore about the NHL. Uh, I mean, at least with ESPN is we're going to get some finals on ABC. We're going to get some on ESPN. Like this is going to get more eyes on it, which is a very good thing. Um, I think we ESPN- noticed that the NBC set right before, I think it was, the conference finals immediately changed. Yep. They have the they're they're using the Olympic set as we speak. They've already gotten rid of the NHL um, set. It's gone. Well, it is, I mean, they're, game, they're using the Olympic three, for for Cedar right now. Game three is on NBC. Okay, well that's good. The rest that's, of the way should be on NBC. You would yeah. assume. Yeah. Or yes, Planet, that, whatever they decide. Listen, man. I don't care how many games it takes. Actually, I wanted to take as little games as possible. I would like a nice four game sweep. That way we can just be done. Pierre Maguire is out of our lives for at least a couple of months until probably tier TNT or ESPN hires one of them. Please don't. Uh, 
That would be the only way I'm cheering for Tampa Bay is to end the Pierre nightmare. <laughs> Just end the Pierre nightmare. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's what's some news coming out here on the ESPN side of things. They announced a lot of people who are going to be on the staff. And um, I am going to say this. I might be eating my words here. I'm actually starting to like the group they're putting together here. Mm-hmm. Uh, some names. Uh, so one of your play guys is John Bucci gross. Uh, Steve Levy will be returning as a play by play guy. Uh, but some analysts that you have here, you have Chris Chelios, who I think is a very good hire from your ESPN. You have Ryan Callahan. Um, and then one of the other names that was announced that I'm actually really happy for is Hillary Knight mm-hmm. is going to be an analyst. Also, celebrity crush, as you can tell, Rick Money Man DiPietro is also an analyst. For does that mean that the Islanders don't have to pay his contract nope, anymore? They still have to pay his contract. <laughs> He's been doing so, radio, I believe. So, is Steve Levy and Bucci going to be your number one tandem? I think it's Steve Levy and Barry Melrose, or Steve Levy and John Butcher Gross. I, think- I remember he was a. Uh, I think he was the number two or three team back when they were with back in the nineties, uh, right behind Gary Thorne and uh, Bill, Clement. Bill Clement, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. I love, oh uh, my God. That's the sound of my childhood. They have to sign them at some point or give them some sort of give them the finals or give them something down the road. But I am very pleased that Steve Levy and Bucci are going to be your new number one. They are phenomenal people and phenomenal to listen to. The other two play by play people is we have Sean McDonough and uh, Bob Wishin. Wishushin? Wishushin? Wishing he was Steve Levy, but whatever. I'm yeah. guessing those are probably going to be the guys that are more on the streaming games that they're going to do. Yeah. Also, Kevin Weeks as an analysis. Really like happy Kevin. about the hire. Barry mm-hmm. Melrose is back. Barry's always been good. He's uh, fun. He's fun. Yeah. I think, like I said, you got Mark Messier. Obviously, Mark Messier, we know might have the personality of wet bread. Uh, But what I was talking about this with one of my couple of my buddies was, I think if you can get like Mark Messier with Chris Chelios and just kind of tell them guys, just treat it like you're in the locker room, obviously watch the language. Yeah. But like, that's, I think if you get that type of vibe, this is going to be really good. Especially like when you have Kevin Weeks was in the NHL locker room. Hillary Knight's been in the locker room. Like you got all of these really good people who know hockey. Just let them talk. Don't don't tell them to be robots. Let them actually open up. Also, the other thing the two that's kind of interesting looking at this um, is that they actually have ESPN Deportes and analysts, which oh, is God. Kind of, they're trying to get that Latin, Latin love. Uh yeah. I mean that's uh, that's just kind of cool. To see the fact that, like, they even announced, like, yeah, this is who we got for here on this end with things. And um I wanted to bring this up with you guys. Obviously, you watched the first two games of the finals. Mm-hmm. I think NBC is severely struggling with the fact that they lost Doc Emmerich this year. Mm-hmm. The guys that they have in there right now can't keep my attention. Like, I, Doc, Doc, when well, you hard would to go, replace, like, yeah, Doc, one of the best. Yeah, Doc would always, you know, off the pipe. And you just immediately, you'd look up at your television. Like, there's just no excitement. And I feel like in their voices. Who is the main guy right now? Who's the guy? Was it Kenny Albert who called? Kenny Albert, number one right now. I like Kenny. Kenny's not bad. I like him, yeah. My main problem has been 
whoever there's one color guy that was with him that just didn't seem to want to talk about hockey at all. And then P- you got Pierre who would indulge with him. And then like Kenny Albert has to like jump in and be like, hold on, there's hockey going on here. Um, I agree though. I think losing doc, he's an iconic voice for the game, whether you hate him or like him, he was an iconic voice for this game and it's a struggle, but um, it, yeah, it's just, Crazy to me, man. Like who they got. Like I'm gonna take a humble brag on it for kind of off the cuff, but I don't know if you guys have caught PK on Sports Center. He has done phenomenal. He's on, gonna be great. He is mm-hmm. going to be he is going to be a number one contender coming out of on the top ropes for a job at ESPN. They're grooming him to be the guy, and yep. he has taken that role and become the guy, and he's out there. He was taking pictures with like five supermodels today and just, I mean, he's embracing the role of like America's like, you know, hockey boy. Like he's taken that role and has brought it in and he's making it his. So I think he's going to be in the likes of like a Don Cherry of Canada. He's going to be down here doing that. And I think it's a great direction for the future of hockey with PK Subban on the top of that, that chart. He's done phenomenal. So PK, if you're listening, we know you are <laughs> retire and take this role because you are a yeah. pleasure. To well, well, hold on, PK. Uh, hi, Devils fan here. Um, <laughs> first off, really love what you're doing. Hold on, let me do my shock face. PK is good at media stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think everyone knew he was going to be a slam dunk just because yeah. that's just his personality and he's great at that. And uh, but uh, don't retire just yet. Um, I think you got a couple more years left in the tank. But it I mean, yeah, that's what kind of contract ESPN gives them. <laughs> and we'll go see. get Lindsey Vaughn back. Yeah. yeah. He played better after that breakup. Oh. <laughs> just, just, uh, I'm glad PK is doing better. That's all yeah. I'm going to say about that. Uh, and yeah, that no, he, I think we all, we all know that he was going to be a slam dunk when he got announced as an analyst here coming in for ESPN. So, uh, yeah, so like I said, they're getting really good personalities. I think ESPNs might be a little bit better than TNTs right now. I don't even know who's on TNTs. Wayne roster. Gretzky. No. Wayne Glinsky. Wayne Glinsky. All right, hold on. Let me pull this up. God, he's he's got the freaking. Oh, Kenny Alberts is actually going to be going on to TNT. So that's I actually. I don't. I don't hate Kenny Alberts. I just don't like that he can't keep my attention like Doc used to be able to. Yeah. Uh, now, will like- if if these stations want to, if these ESPN and TNT, if they want to, and Hulu, if they want to hire NBC, I know they've already plucked a few NBC guys, but like, yeah. are we going to see the likes of Patrick Sharp and them jump over to TNT, or I feel like guys Patrick Sharp have a job? Sure, uh, so far, TNT has uh, Albert. They got Eddie Olchek. They have Gretzky, uh, Craig Morgan. Uh, country singer? No, uh, a Arizona-based reporter on the Arizona Coyotes and correspondent oh, okay. on the NHL Network. Uh, Darren Payne. Darren Payne's pretty oh, good. I love Panger. I love Panger. Darren Payne's good. Keith Jones. Uh, Anson, Anson, Anson Carter. I like him on okay, NHL Network. And Brendan Burke. His no Patrick friend. Sharp, huh? Okay. I, uh, I imagine Sharpie will probably end up somewhere. Yeah, I feel like he'll end up somewhere. I feel like he's made a, a good name for himself. And he's a good he's a good player. I like he's having good and someone clean. like him. He's good on the eyes. He played in the modern day hockey, so he mm-hmm. knows like how the game is now. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, it's these hirings are, uh, let's just say they're very, they're very good compared to maybe some other hirings the NHL has made in recent days, uh, <laughs> with, with TikTok. This is kind of awkward. Yeah. It's a little awkward, isn't it? Did any oh, of you boy. get the call? Did Gary call any of you? No. No. He, I think he I think he was that spam likely call that I got yesterday. Uh, yeah, that's probably it too. So, so is this the guy that I made fun of last year? He was wearing a Dallas Stars jersey. I feel like it was during the playoffs. It might be the other one. Um, I don't think he's ever posted. According to my wife, he's never posted hockey content until today. Well, I've seen him in like a jersey before. I've seen him. He somewhere. was in. A, he was in a Panthers jersey. Panthers jersey. He's getting yeah, with the Lightning. Jesus. All right. One of the ones I think that we're, we're, we're going to set this up. Addison Ray was in a Stars jersey last year, and it's just these random guys that. Let's set it up. The NHL the marketing sucks. John Richards? Is that how you say his name? I don't even know who he is. I thought it was Josh. Josh. Josh Richards. Uh, Josh Richards, who uh, currently has... Hold on. Let's look this up. He has uh, 25... uh, 25.3 million followers on TikTok. uh, Was hired on the NHL as a special analyst, basically to help grow the game on TikTok. He, uh, like I said, 25.3 million uh, million followers. He has a, he works for Barstools, I think. Yeah, he has a podcast with Dave. He has a podcast, a very successful podcast. So that probably helped him get his foot a little bit in the door, being associated with Barstool and David Portnoy. But I don't know if he's actually a Barstool employee. Um, He is from Canada. Let's just, (laughs) let's address that fact. Uh, and, um, yeah, so he is now making content for the NHL. I, we all kind of made videos about this and, um, I mean, do you guys want to give your thoughts first before I kind of come in with my little devil's advocate that I like to do sometimes? First off, I'm just going to go ahead and say this, uh, so I don't get in trouble with my future employer. I don't speak for the brand of the company because this, uh, this could involve that certain company. Um, yes. Basically, I think this is the worst decision that the NHL has made for the simple fact nobody, not a soul, not a 34.1 million follower tuned into tonight's game because he danced at the in the loge box at the Lightning Arena. Not a soul tuned in. It is a joke. There's people out there, and I'm not even mentioning us three. There's people out there that have made hockey very interesting on TikTok. Guys like producer Clark that we've had on Mm -hmm. this show would have been a wonderful person. He's already dealt with media before, but instead what we get is a trash kid who's flipping off the camera. Yeah, if you watch the video, he flips off the camera for a half a second. Whoops. That was was my my point, too, is – it's 2021. It's not 1999 anymore. And I think the game, the game of life has changed. I mean, it's, it's little things like that. So I've seen people like post on my video. They're like, well, he's, they're trying to get the young generation and this and that and blah, blah, blah. Is doing this to the camera, a, something the NHL wants to be associated with. And they're that this was the first thing that caught. I mean, I don't know who the guy was, Never even heard of him until tonight. This mm-hmm. 
is a major problem for a sport that's trying to get a clean image, that's trying to rebrand next year. And it's just not an image that you want in any. Imagine, I don't even know who would the NFL have. I mean, imagine LeBron James doing this to the camera. I don't mm-hmm. know any TikTokers that are NBA famous or whatever, or social media. But imagine just a typical USA celebrity doing this to a camera on, on, yeah. I mean, imagine, oh, yeah. any, imagine Justin Bieber doing that. I mean, imagine the outrage. There's not much outrage because nobody knows who the hell this guy is. I mean, I, I didn't know who he was till tonight. It's just weird. It's a very weird attention grab. And I don't, and somebody mentioned it too. I, I don't know if it was one of you guys, but it, there's so many good like hockey TikTokers out there. Mm-hmm. And I think it was Lippy that mentioned it. Last year, they were, the NHL was pulling people's videos. They kind of did it toward the end of the season, but then they just stopped. Go get what your fans are screaming at you to do to notice them. I mean, they're taking their shirts off. They're they're doing painting their chest. They're doing everything, and you're gonna pick that guy. Mm-mm. Yeah, I mean, I can name. Listen, if you want to get a TikToker who makes, it's what I said in my video. I feel like you should get someone who's making hockey content for TikTok, not get a TikToker making hockey content. And maybe, like I said, maybe he knows the sport very well. He's known for his influencer type thing content. He's not known for talking about hockey. I get that. I understand that. He has 25.3 million followers. The NHL TikTok account has 1.3 million. So he, so there is value in him being associated with the NHL. He's going to drive people to there. But you're not going to then – he's not going to keep them there. That's no. – that's the thing. And that's where I think you need to start featuring some people more. Um, you know, I was trying to get like names in the videos I was talking about, like um, Stromer 17. She's a really good content creator. She had a whole entire story too, about how she met her boyfriend on TikTok, which, and is, which is something the NHL should, should talk they did. About. They did that's a story. And that was it. Yeah. Uh, you have mid ice crisis, really good artist. She does a lot of great like graphic design work. Why don't you like feature her stuff on your channel? She does really, really good Jersey concepts. Uh, you got these two people that so over fancy LC hockey. I'm kind of like just going through um, Mighty Moose 18. She's a yeah. really good content creator. She would probably be a home run if you brought her in. It's very interesting. I feel like some of the better content creators a part of the hockey talk are all female, which I think is really awesome. Yeah. When you but think we about have, it, we have some good guys on here too. Even younger guys. If if you're trying to get a younger demographic, I think what is it? Ryan the Bruins fan. Ryan the Bruins fan. Matt, he has like we're naming a lot of Bruins fans. I'm just realizing that, so maybe that's the reason why the NHL doesn't want they, to go with them. They have like what? I think Ryan has like almost 500k. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, Matt has what 50? Yeah, uh, you have that least fan. Yeah, though he he, he, started getting a fe- he was getting featured a little bit on. Uh, I think it was on bar downs. So they love him up in Canada, but the NHL doesn't seem to, well, I guess they're doing a little bit with him, but then you have all time hockey. You have always hockey. You have Nasher. You have Nick, the oh goalie shout out the former guest, yeah. Nick, the goalie, like utilize so those many. people. They're, like Nick, the goalie should be one of the, he should be part of this. He was a great get for us. And yeah, if you wanted to do something with TikTok. 
I think you could have did something really cool with like during the intermissions, instead of having these same old analysts that they don't give a crap anymore about on NBC, bring in Nasher to do the second period recap with Nick, mm-hmm. the goalie and mighty moose 18 or something like that. Yeah. Uh, Let them break it down. You got barbers on TikTok. I know he's more about a YouTube guy, but he's on there. Like yeah. you got these talents there that could come in and just like, talk about hockey and give really good opinions like it's i listen i understand why the nhl does it you you always go for the bigger names to try to get the bigger draw get it understand Mm -hmm. it but it's just like i wish they had something with the mlb did yes thank you they have a creator hub and they like they they brought out 40 40 people for that or something like that yeah basically they're picking like the best people and you get to nominate yourself and show why you deserve to be in the creator class Mm -hmm. and then you're going to get paid by the mlb to make content why can't the nhl do that instead of this crap where i have a little kid flipping me off because he's 18 years old and he thinks it's freaking cool yeah i know it's (sighs) it's frustrating and like I said, it's just because for me, I just want to see all these younger people succeed because I think they're making great content. And they deserve it. My yeah. time is past. My time is past. I'm on the pasture. Yeah. I'm just here to talk about Tristan Jari. I'm just here <laughs> to help hard. everybody has a good time. And apparently that Marc-Andre Fleury is coming back to Pittsburgh, according to all the Penguin fans. Let's go. We are the proud parents at the soccer game who bring the orange slices. Yes, we are. I bring, go get I, them, champ. Here you go. Here's your orange slice. I bring the right Christmas treats. Bring the right Christmas treats. <laughs> the right Christmas treats. <laughs> uh, and that's, like I said, man, I, I don't blame the guy, Josh, Jason, Richard, whatever the hell his name is. He got his bag. Like I said, he's got he got paid to do this. Good for him. Yeah, and then the first video, he literally pissed the off first, the NHL. And I then in the interview, he says "f the Habs," which is actually kind of legendary. He's oh, like, I, "I was a Leafs fan growing up," but it's just like, "Oh my god!" Oh, this is who the NHL picked out yeah, of everyone. NHL, they I feel like you need to find somebody that can that's not doesn't not necessarily. They could be a Tampa Bay or Montreal fan. I don't give a rat's ass but find somebody that can bridge the gap and we're in this together and we're we're playing a hockey game i I would prefer not to have somebody that's a fan of either team but heck go find somebody in canada that's a montreal canadian fan and put them together and let them let them jump and jive i mean you got got jack the Habs. Uh, you have coach uh gagon um Mm -hmm. i think it's his name He's, I mean, he's really Yeah, good. he follows uh, me now. Sorry, I don't understand any of your videos. Oh, he will reply like to you in English. Here's the thing. I've, <laughs> I've, commented, I've commented on some of his videos in English, and he will respond. Uh, but he does mainly speak French, which is kind of interesting. The fact that I never realized that, you know, TikTok is used by yep. multilingual. I, I don't understand what they're saying, but hey, that's pretty good. Uh, Tampa, you got uh, – you have Jason. He's pretty good with his content. Uh, Puck funny. She's very funny with her stuff. Like, uh, it's just crazy. I mean, there's all these like great small creators in the NHL just doesn't seem to want to like give them any sort of platform. My thing is, is if you wanted to pull in people instead of this kid, if you want an NHL, what are they, what are they calling him? A, a supervisor? What the frick? It, what the frick is it? Uh, uh, I don't know. Special advisor. Special advisor. Special. If advisor. you wanted to go for Barstool, why didn't you just go for Dave Portnoy? Because 
Dave Portnoy comes with a little bit more of a. Yeah, but he wouldn't have been package. flipping off the. He wouldn't have been no, flipping off the camera in the first he video. He would have not been flipping off the camera, but David. Stripper. David David Portnoy does have baggage that comes attached with his name, whether or not you want. I guarantee this kid does too. If we actually did research on it, probably, but no one knows who this kid is. Everyone, a lot of people know who David Portnoy is. Mm-hmm. That's I, I think that was another thing I said to someone else too. Barstool is really great with getting an audience. It's just the Barstool fan base sucks. <laughs> yeah, they're not very good. They're they are meatheads. I, I can't say anything. I enjoy Barstool. It's a different way to look at things. I know. I know it's a different thing to look at things. It's just sometimes how their fan base reacts with little things. And, you know, maybe calling them meatheads wasn't a smart move, especially if they find this. But, um, you know, God, maybe we'll actually get a lot of <laughs> listeners. Just keep going. Yeah. Let me keep going. I just their fan base. Their fan base is very specific. And sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes that's a bad thing. A lot of times it's not a good thing. Because sometimes they go cross the line very much with a lot of things. But hey, spin chickles is good, especially with Biz. And uh yeah, that's where we're at with that. But uh <sighs> oh, do we want to talk about the NHL awards? Those happened last night. I don't care. You guys can talk about it. I do not care. I thought you would want to talk about your boy. I'm talk sorry, about- the NHL awards are the dumbest thing in the world. After you play the after you play the playoffs, hey, here's some awards. Guess what? Nobody gives a crap. I'm were there sorry. any big surprises? I don't think nobody cares. Um, I actually think the biggest surprise for me was the fact that Connor McDavid was unanimous for 100%. Hart. I really thought there was going to be some smooth brain Canadian writer who is going to vote for Austin Matthews for first place. But everyone, the 100 people who voted on this award, actually used their brains. Because I'll tell you this, they didn't use their brains in the Norris. Uh, We'll get to that. But yeah, Connor Hart wins your Hart Trophy. Vesna goes to Marc-Andre Fleury. Finally gets it. Uh, Happy with that. Uh, Kirill Kaprizov gets... 99 out of 100 first place votes. One person votes for Robertson. I think it was Curtis. <laughs> no, I, I, I knew I knew the Minnesota Miracle Man was going to get it. I mean, it was a no-brainer. I mean, it, the people that were on the train for Robertson, sure, he was probably the better of the rookies, but uh, by NHL rules, K-Man's a rookie, so he wins it, and he deserved it. He won it. If it wasn't for him, Minnesota doesn't sniff the playoffs this year. What do you so, think of the fact that he might not actually be in the NHL next and year? And that might have been one and done. He might be gone. Amazing. Imagine that happens. I the rumors are hot that he's he's deucing. Oh my god. It'd be so good. It'd be such I would feel so bad for Minnesota fans if it would he actually be such did you that. A Minnesota thing though. Like it just feels like Minnesota is like the Toronto of like America in a way. It's just because they get to a point and then the bottom falls out. This, If I'm Bill Guerin, this is what I'm doing. Whatever he wants, I don't care. Back up the Brinks truck to his freaking house in Russia. Let's put all the money in there that we have left because we need this guy on they our team. They can't do that, though. They can't, they can't do it. Mm-hmm. Then, then you're going to go right back to where you were, losing in the first round every year. Or make, not even making the first round. Yeah. I mean, Sorry. I think they're in a very, very fragile state right now. 
I, I, what's crazy is too, they're going to be getting better next year. Marco yeah. Ro, uh, Rossi is going to be coming up for them. Rossi is going to be very good. Trust me, as a Devils fan, little irk we didn't take Rossi, but I am very happy with Holtz. But yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's like, oh, we know he's in Russia. Oh, he's at, he's he's away from his phone right now. Like, sure he has, like he's got do not he's, disturb on. They keep saying he's busy, <laughs> and it's just like, oh no, what is? Oh no, oh no. He's oh, got his do not disturb on every time the wild calls. Is the reasoning behind all this? Is the relationship not good between management and him, or is it just a I want to stay in Russia? It's hard to tell with these Russian players so far. Like literally, they said they were aware that he was back in Russia. Like apparently he was attending a wedding or something like that. Uh, like they were aware and said they're in conversation. That's basically how it went. And did, um, did the KGB like kidnap him and he's just like kind of stuck and he needs like the, the wild have to pay a ransom to get him? Is that I, what's going on here? Honestly, what <laughs> I think it what it might be, and you know, uh, the Olympics. Mm. So they've so that what they've done is kidnapped him for the Olympics. So I think saying. I think part of what they're trying to do is they're trying to get him to sign back in Russia for a year with uh whatever team so then he can be part of the Olympic team because right now that is up in the air for the NHL which I think the news recently is telling the I think it's the players association has to negotiate with the Olympic committee and they're apparently running out of time this also sounds very Val Nichushkin-esque when that whole situation, when Val was supposed to be like the next Sergei Fedorov, like this was the guy, the whole Russia thing came into play. And I believe it was around, uh, well, no, they weren't, they didn't play the Olympics that year, but he was the best big thing. And there was a lot of internal struggle between Dallas and Russia. There was a lot of things going on there. Uh, I mean, he I, never I, got I, his brain and the brain. He had a great rookie season. But after that, his brain just never – it felt like he was always back in Russia. Mm-hmm. And now you see him with Colorado. He's just not the player that he literally could be. And I think a lot of these guys from Russia just have this – it's like – it's so weird. It's like they have this brainwave that's just straight up going to, to Russia. And from Mother Russia. You can't yeah. put it together. Some guys – most guys can. But there's a few that I think have have their – just everything's built up so big. You're the next big, you're the next, you're the next big thing. And it ends up not working. If they don't do it, then, then Papa Russia calls and they're like, that was my Russian accent. Well, I mean, I look at what happened with Pittsburgh and of getting Malkin. Like they basically had to have Malkin go into hiding for two weeks. And then he showed up in and he showed up in Los Angeles and then he was able to play for the Penguins. Like, I don't know what goes on in that part of the the the, the world, but also Yager, they had to pay his Czech team a certain amount of money to get Yager out of the Czech Republic. Mm-hmm. If I'm one of these players, I don't care who's back home. I'm bringing them to America so I can go see them and then I'm never going back there. I mean, look what we had the situation this year with our Timmy Panarin. He had to go lay low for what was it? Two, three weeks. Yeah. Why would you want to go back to this country? It was what blows my mind about these players is that they want to go back to Russia. Like if I came to the NHL, I would, nope, I'm staying here. I'm going to stay in Minnesota. Uh, It's, I don't know if we're ever really going to know. There is a really good documentary. You could watch Red Army. 
think it's on Netflix. Uh, that details between sports and politics. It's a really good thing. It talks about the Russian national team, the one that lost the 1980 Miracle on Ice and everything that follows with that. And um, it's a interesting thing to see. Like I said, they're, they're just trained. They're trained to love their country and play for their country, which I get. Country pride is a very important thing. Obviously, we don't want to get too much into politics, especially when you have to deal with Russia because Russia is a bag you do not want to open. We'll end up dead. All three of us. We're going to see red dots on our foreheads as we record this podcast. Um, But bringing it back to reality, (laughs) uh, let's talk about uh, the Norris Trophy just because I think that was an interesting race. Uh, and I mentioned earlier about voters who weren't using their brains. Uh, Adam Fox wins it. I think that was probably the right choice between him and Kale McCarr. But uh, Victor Hedman, who admitted earlier this season, yeah, I'm not playing really well. I kind of suck this year. How many How many first place votes do you think Victor, I suck this year, Hedman got? 37. Three-fourths three, three of the vote. He got 22 first place votes. That doesn't shock me. Victor, I had sucked this year. Not so sucky, yeah, are we? Yeah. It's just it's just crazy to me the fact that like Victor Hemin pro- should have not even been a finalist. He's been playing bad. Just looking at his basic stats, looking at his advanced stats, he's just not having a good year. Yeah, but then you got like Dougie Hamilton, Charlie McAvoy, people definitely worthy of them. Not even close. And I think, uh, I think I think Victor Hedman can just have a terrible year and he still looks better than a heck of a lot of a defenseman. Yeah, no, I, and I agree with that. I just don't think this year he specifically had a very good year. He even admitted yeah. he was not having a good year. I think he was on there because people were voting. It's like, okay, I got Adam Fox. I got Kale McCarr. Like, oh, man, I got a lot of young guys on here. <laughs> can we really have three young guys? No, I got to put Hedman in there. Hedman's definitely going to like have a – he'll be worthy of it. It's fine. And then that's why he's there. Um, but yeah, it's just crazy, man. What's also kind of interesting though is um, people they kept mentioning with the Norris's uh, all the winners have made the playoffs, and that apparently was like a big deal. I only thought that was really a big deal with the heart. But do you guys think that's important to be voted as the best defenseman? Is you have to make the playoffs? No, I, no, I don't. I, like I said, I think the NHL awards are a freaking joke at this point. Yeah. No, I don't think it matters. I, I don't think any of these rewards matter. I think the NHL, unless you're going to have an actual show like you do with Keenan Thompson or some guy that's going to make everybody laugh, then the thing is pointless. I mean, look yeah. at our three. You got best your name players. on a trophy. Look at our three. Look at our. Well, let's look at our three best players in the league. One get all three made the playoffs. Two are out in the first round. One's out in the second round. Yeah. I mean, and I think in a normal year, I don't. Well, I guess Edmonton makes the playoffs in a normal year, maybe. They still lose in the first round. But they lose in the first round. Back. Toronto is Toronto, and Colorado was the team that nobody was going to beat, and they get beat in the second round. So, you know, I, I don't think making the playoffs is a standard. There's going to be guys that are blowing up the league that that is the team. That's it. So mm-hmm. I, I don't think playoffs you should be carrying anything at all. Yeah. Uh, Play your game. I understand the heart 
because that means because the description of the award is most valuable to their team's success. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Connor McDavid. Yeah, McDavid doesn't play. Edmonton is a trash hole. <laughs> McDavid doesn't play. Like Edmonton's probably in last place by like thirty points. Imagine McDavid on eliminate like maybe the five worst teams in the league, but imagine McDavid on any other team in this league. That is a pretty much a playoff contender. Could you imagine him on like the Panthers? That was any of the top sixteen teams this year. Imagine him on any of those rosters. Yeah, imagine what he does. Yes, imagine him on one of the top sixteen teams. You know, like the New York Rangers. No, not not the Montreal, not the Montreal Canadiens. But you know what I'm saying? Like, imagine him not like with Edmonton and not with you know a bottom five like Buffalo. Don't not with them. But imagine him like on a team that is a Stanley Cup, let's just say contender. Imagine adding him to that. Imagine him on a Vegas, a Tampa Bay, a, you know, Colorado. It would be mind blowing. Yeah, I think he would shatter his records that he's shattering right now. He has no support. Literally, who's uh, what is it? Uh, Zero. Oh my. What is what is his freaking name that's on his first line? Tricital. No, 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 no. The other one. Other side. Cassian. Cassian. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. He should not be anywhere near Connor McDavid's line. Well, the only I'm other sorry. player that's gone unanimous. The one and only Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, that, that was one. That just shows you how bads. Shows you also, how good McDavid is. And also, let's just talk about support. Uh, John, how dare you? The Oilers got the support. The Nuge. The Nuge extended, man. Eight years, $5 million <laughs> per season. There's your support. There's your support right there, baby. <laughs> Ryan Nugent Hopkins, baby. He's back. Yeah, he's a real great hockey player. Be a third line the, player uh, anywhere else. Did we see the Jonathan Tace news today? He's coming back, right? Yep, he's the whole back. reasoning why he was uh, he was out. He he came out today and kind of explained the reasoning why he's been out. He was uh, back to skating again, so it's good for him to be back. And um, he might not have a lot of support when he gets back, but I guess we'll find out. I, I want to give the Blackhawks credit for that, though. Like yeah. they could have really mishandled this situation and like been like, "No, you're under contract. You're coming to play." But they really like kind of just stood by Jonathan Taves and let him do his thing. And now they are going to have a completely healthy, hopefully mentally healthy as well. Jonathan Taves come next season. Chronic immune response syndrome is what he, he had has. And so pretty much any type of stress he, he would go under, he would not be doing well. So, you know, I'm, with, with hockey comes stress, with life comes stress, with money comes stress. And, um, you know, I'm glad to see him back and enjoying the game that he loves. So that's that's good to see. Even though I can't stand the Blackhawks, it's good to see. Yeah, I agree. I, uh, I, yeah, no, it's great that he's coming back and everything. I was looking at Cap Friendly. I like to do that a lot. Yes, you uh, shout out to Cap Friendly for adding a new tab to the team pages for um, how the player was acquired. Ooh, is a new feature. So now you can see draft and then you can see trade signed and everything. I was just looking through that and I just saw that's a neat feature. Uh, Looking at the Chicago Blackhawks, uh, they're going to be very high up in that cap. And I know one of the players they are actually thinking about trying to move because some people think they're trying to get Seth Jones. Uh, Duncan Keith 
His name is being th- thrown around right now. Five years left, $5.38 million. He is 37 years old. Did First I see member of the to... Seattle Kraken. Duncan Did I see somewhere today he wanted to go to Western Canada? He wants to go to Western Canada or the Pacific Northwest. So it's either Seattle or Vancouver, basically. Maybe the Flames. I you could be looking at the first player in Seattle crack in history being Duncan Keith. Well, they've already gotten somebody, haven't they? They've signed somebody. I don't um, think they've signed anybody yet. I think they've signed one kid. I think I they might have signed one player so far. Okay, well, I'm sorry. The first professional player is Luke Duncan Hedman. Keith. Was the first signing in Seattle Kraken history? Don't that's you know the next Connor McDavid? That's like when Vegas signed that one kid who knew magic tricks, and they kept trying to promote their team through him knowing magic hey, tricks. Get the people on board, baby. Do you realize play for them? The Blackhawks have twenty-one million dollars in injury reserved right now. Uh, Marion Hosa. I nope. don't know who else. I thought Hosa was still on there. Marion Hosa is no longer on there. They oh, that's that right. Contract. He's on like Phoenix or something. Stupid. Phoenix Tampa or Bay. actually, yeah, I think he's at, I think he's on Tampa Bay's. That was one of, <laughs> no. So is he gonna win a cup? No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I think he gets his name on the cup. Marion Gabrick and Andres Nielsen were the two uh, players on long term injury reserved. I think he is. I think he was still on Arizona. Is it Arizona still? Yeah, I'm figuring that. Uh, yeah, Gabrick's in Tampa Bay. Yep, his contract just oh. finished. Yeah, the Gabrick and uh, uh, Nielsen, whatever his name is. That you know, the thing is, we were talking about the obviously with the Tampa Bay's whole entire cap situation. Half of that literally was those two contracts right there of why they were over the cap. Just oh, to put no. things in perspective, they were owning nine point five million dollars over the cap, which is a little <laughs> bit more. I, I'm I'm so interested to see what Tampa what moves Tampa's going to make here to get rid of some of these contracts to get back under the cap. Like it's going to be crazy to see the moves they're going to have. I to think make. another great thing about not having the season over with Pierre being gone is the insane off season will begin. Yes, I mm-hmm. can't wait for this. And the trades are going to be. Fun. We're going to have so many new faces and new places this year. It's going to be wild. Apparently, uh, the Penguin fans old faces in the same place. You're not getting flurry. I I don't want him. Why would I want a 36 year old goalie at seven million dollars? That is the best. dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. If Here you want to go trade for Here a goalie, go trade for John Gibson. The and Ducks don't know it. what they want to do. Say it. Uh, I was gonna start singing. Uh, and. The time of my <laughs> life, and I owe it all to you. That is what think, Ron Hextall is singing into the phone. I don't think Flurry leaves Vegas. Vegas. I, think I would rather call court. Anaheim. Vegas is going to go with the one-two punch again next year because they have another year to win the whole thing, and they're going to try to do it next year. Yeah, no, Pete DeBoer's got to start uh, Flurry in game four, and then Leonard in game five, and then Flurry again in game six. Do you think that Vegas is so cash strapped right now as to why they may be looking to move Mark Andre Flurry? Yeah. yeah. They're trying to add some pieces. He's $7 million a year. That's a lot for a goalie at this point. That'll get you two centermen. I mean, if somebody does f- trade for him, and I'm not saying it's Pittsburgh because God forbid, please do not do this. Vegas has to eat some of that money. They've got to eat at least two million of that contract. <laughs> well, they'll be able to do that, but they need to get some. 
Vegas is going to put it in Vegas terms. They're going to put it all in. They've already pretty much put it all in, but they're going to put it even more in and try to go one more run with this squad. I, I can tell you this. I mean, they only, in terms of the NHL squad, they're losing Thomas Nosik, uh, Matthias Janmark, and Alex Martinez. That's their only UFAs. By the way, can we just give him a shout out for leading the NHL in blocks in the playoffs? And he played on a broken foot the entire play uh, postseason. Piece of cake. <laughs> what are you looking at? My cat is. Yep, you can see her right there. She's trying to get into the closet right now <laughs> and acting crazy. <laughs> so cat talk here on. Uh, welcome to cat. Talking. Welcome to cat chat. Uh. What is your favorite kitty? Leave it in the comment <laughs> section. What is your favorite kitty? This is going to be bad. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, Vegas, yeah, next year is kind of Vegas's last chance to try to go for it with uh, with this group mm-hmm. uh, because then Riley Smith is a UFA, Ryan Reeves is a UFA, Brandon McNabb, Nicholas Hague, Zach Whitecloud, Marc-Andre Fleury, like, Vegas is going to go in all next year. Um, I could see Pittsburgh going in all year again next year. I think they have to. This is the last shot, I think, next year. So, John, actually, that's interesting. Uh, I would want to ask you. So, next year, this upcoming season, is the last year for Mulkin and Latane on their current contracts. Do you think Hextall would give them a short-term deal after this one, or do you think he's going to sit them down and say, this is it? That's tough. Um, Malkin, no, Latang, yes, because the duo has always been here in Pittsburgh Crosby and Malkin, Malkin mm-hmm. and Crosby, Crosby and Malkin. Latang always seems to be like the guy kind of on the outside, like, hey, look at me, hey, look over here at me. But I think they're going to probably give up on Latang and they're probably going to ask Malkin to take a hometown discount, but I don't think that's going to happen. And that may cause him to leave as well. He is, is 34. Is Malkin being gone? The re- Is it the injuries that they don't want to give him any sort of leverage? He's hurt. He's hurt 90%. He's been hurt every playoffs. He's also 34. Yeah. I mean, he's not a young guy. Thanks, anymore. Appreciate you. Okay. <laughs> He's, he's not a young guy anymore. I mean, 30. I love Evgeny Malkin. I would love one more year of a healthy Evgeny Malkin going into the playoffs because a healthy Evgeny Malkin is hard to beat. If either of you say 34 is too old, I'm going to come fight you. That's- 34 is too old for the NHL. NHL. 34 is the new 22, boys. Okay, I'm not saying that in real life. Outside I'm of the, the NHL. NHL. <laughs> Curtis, you're not in the NHL. Okay. <laughs> I I love Evgeny Malkin and I was watching some highlights of him today. My God, what I want to I want to see great. that Evgeny Malkin from when we won those two cups back to back. That's the Evgeny Malkin I love to see. What's it like being such a simp? Okay. <laughs> okay. I, I watch the Adam Henry highlights from time to time. Yeah, we all, we all have our favorites. <laughs> I like watching Yager. I think he's my favorite one, especially when uh, Gary Thorne kept calling him Jaeger. Jaeger! Jaeger! Oh, whatever he wants, it works. Yeah. Oh, man. I guess uh, that, that 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 wraps up this week's show. There, just, boys. Just, does Tampa sweep? No. Do we, do we get brooms out? 
We're halfway there. No. Like I've said before, you don't win a Stanley Cup unless you until you lose one at home. And so far, the home team has won both games. Montreal has to do the same. In front of 3,500 free. Yeah, we people. need to talk about this before we wrap up. There's yep. not much to say. Canada sucks. Let's just be yeah, honest. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yep. I'm sorry. You've got, what, 10,000 people standing up no, next to each no, other in front of the no. arena? You are being very, very generous. There was at least 30,000 people in that crowd. When they, they were shooting off fireworks and shh. They were burning things down. There was at least 30. There was an entire arena outside of the arena. Now, what's the freaking difference than putting them in the arena? That's my thing. Now, here's my here's my here's my hot take with what happened in Vancouver back in. What was it? 2011 um, when they just burned the city to the ground. It's going to have an announcement coming out tonight with Montreal being so ravagely raging. Do those fans break in the arena? I, I can see they're, it No, they're going to flip cop cars. And that's all they're going to do. They're going to riot. Out I, I, I can see you know a riot breaking into the arena. I really I can. do too. I can, I can see, see it happening it. like tonight. Like them like, getting so fired up that something's going to go down in game three. The I think that's going to watch. I, I, now, this is the craziest idea I've thought of in a while. But obviously, it's the city of Quebec that has a problem with... It would be the Providence. Providence. Whatever. Providence of Quebec. I'm sorry to producer Clark and our other Canadian people, Nick, the goalie, anybody else that listens. Yes. What if a different province said, Hey, come play your game here. We'll allow you full capacity. No, I think it's all of Canada. It's kind of like that. It's the whole, I mean, I'm just saying like, let's say Ottawa came out and was like, listen, you can come play your game here at full capacity. No, you think people travel? No, no, no. I mean, I think they would, but I don't think that Montreal wants them to do that. I mean, I'm just saying, Montreal wants to do that. It's an idea. I mean, but that if that's the case, put them in a bubble. Yeah, it's just crazy to me that um, the fact that they try to put in a request just to get to like half capacity, and it's only ten thousand. They only wanted ten thousand. Yeah, that's not even. That's what fifty percent of the Bell Center. If there's any Canadian fans listening, you you guys need to, this is what you got to do. You need to find out where the Tampa Bay lightning are, are spending the night and you bring your cowbells, bring your mega horns and just light it up all night long. They cannot stop you. Remember that. So make (laughs) it, make it hell and make them not sleep. Pull the fire alarm to keep Pat Maroon from being a dynasty. So do your thing. (laughs) Uh, the opinions of CLC Hockey are representative <laughs> of himself and do not represent Five for Talking nor the brand. His opinions oh, are Oh, but his they own. do. Please oh, don't sue us. I think it would please, be please do not do this. Please if do not If the New Jersey this. Devils were playing the Tampa Bay Lions, if, you do, this, if you do this, you will go to jail. Please <laughs> oh, do not actually wait, do you this. Know you know what? Actually, wait, 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 you will be arrested. You will be arrested. Why would you go to jail making noise in the street? People can stop you. People can stop you. That's a lie. Sir, that's a lie. Sir, I've seen New England Patriots fans go into the Steelers hotel and pull the fire alarm and cause all the Pittsburgh Steelers to come out. Raging Canadians from stop making noise. That's not going to work. They have a curfew unless they get a curfew going. I could, I, you know what, Curtis, I, I, I agree with Curtis. I could see him breaking into the arena, be like halfway through the second period, and they're just going to rush the doors, and there's nothing they can do. What's the one thing that have made Americans completely mind-blowing crazy when it goes to airports, 
when it goes this, it's being locked down. It's the COVID-19. And now you're telling me that we're playing for the Stanley Cup for the first time since, what, 1993? Yep. And I can't go watch them? That is going to cause some massive rage in Canada. I'm surprised it didn't happen in the in the semi or the uh, well, I guess we call them the semifinals. Surprised it didn't happen there, but you saw what happened in the street. I would be shocked if they contained that crowd for Game Three. Well, I mean, if this way, if you're outside, you don't have to wear a mask or socially distance. So maybe it might be better just to watch outside. But you know what I'm saying? These people are like in like in golf. Like hockey is blood. Everything. It's mm-hmm. everything. It's it's better than Jesus himself up there. And they're being denied the right to go watch their team play for the Stanley Cup final. Yep, Imagine, they're... I mean, it's just, you know, <laughs> it's wild. It is absolutely wild. I'm very impressed with Tampa Bay, by the way, with the crowd they've been able to have, plus what's happening outside. Give major props to where it's due. Tampa Bay has proven to be a hockey town here. That and Tampa Bay also has sold out most of the watch party for Game Three that I'm uh, considering going to. Um, there's only the upper do- upper deck upper bowl seats available, and Thunder Alley are the only ones available for right now. I remember those days. They're fun. Enjoy them. They are. I enjoy those. Those are fun. Yes, Montreal Canadiens fans are missing out on the opportunity to watch their team get swept by the Tampa Bay Lightning. You know, it's I, I really don't think it's gonna be a sweep. I see Montreal at least winning one game. I really hope it's not a sweep, but also it would be kind of hilarious if it was a sweep. If they win, if they if they play like they play tonight, they will be okay. Mm-hmm. Big V is gonna have a game or two where he doesn't set in the star. If the stars can do it, Montreal can do it. Denault will finally get out there to defend the first line and not have to worry about the third line. But you got to admit, if Montreal, I mean, if they had 10,000 fans screaming, oh my God, that would really, I mean, 3,000, they're going to have to make 3,000 the loudest they can be. But if they had 10,000 behind them, they'd have a lot more juice flowing. Uh, They're going to have to make so much noise outside that they hear them from outside. I still think even with 3,000, that arena is going to be rocking. Those people are going to be on their feet the entire game. They're not going to be sitting down. It's going to be loud. The only way it's not loud is if the Lightning come out and score a goal within like the first minute. Uh That's the only way they'll show a lot. I guess we'll find out. Uh, Thank you all for listening to this episode of Five for Talking. This is where I end it, right? Yes, yes. Just end it right now. Click. Hold on, wait, wait, hold on. Let me get my tags in first. Uh, you can follow me on TikTok. That is Lippy Hockey. My name is Ed once again. Oh, do I now know? we reached a part of the podcast that I love where there's a standoff between John and Curtis to see which one of them is going to go next to say their tags. It's we an awkward pause. One, two, three. Yes, I think we go one. I'm one. John, yep. you're two. Okay. Curtis, you're three. Okay. So you guys ready? You got this. I believe you. I'm just waiting for us to take our shirts off at this point. Yeah. Yes, this is true. Nipples out. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I am that solar bear fan on TikTok. Um, Expect big news out of my account here in the next couple weeks. I am finally not unemployed. So that's wonderful. And I'm working for a very magical place. But once again, I do not speak for the brand of the company. I only speak drink for the my water? body, uh, CLC Hockey 91, and I always promote having your thighs out because what's the best-looking part of your body? It's the thighs. Why not? You can be a big guy. You can be a little guy. You can be a big girl. You can be a tiny girl. Thighs always look good, ladies and gentlemen. That's why Wingstop's selling them now. 
and there will be a promotion coming out later in the week. <laughs> All right. Thank you all. It sound right, boy.